you know, I was in high school and I'd go from two thirty to five and load feed at the feed store. I'd go to the cattle ranch on Saturday and sometimes Sunday, and I would bush hog and disc for the cattle rancher or, or clean out the feedlot. And then I would go after school, after getting off the of work at five. I would drive 30 minutes and I would load grocery trucks that would deliver groceries and, and items to these little mom and pop stores. And I'd work from six in the afternoon till midnight, unless my mother needed more money. And then I'd work from six in the afternoon till six in the morning, come home, take a shower and go to school. And those were tough times, but those are the times you're the most proud of. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up? What's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having so much more. And part of living a life of abundance is just being healthy. I mean, really, what's the point in having relationships and connections and resources if you don't have your health? So that's in part the conversation we're going to have today, but you know me, we always get into something a little bit deeper, so stick around. Now, before I introduce our future guest today, as usual, I want to give you the opportunity to be abundant in your life today by simply paying it forward and sharing men of abundance with everyone you come in contact with. I'm telling you, I am extremely grateful every time somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, so-and-so just connected me with your podcast. I'm absolutely loving it, specifically episode XYZ and this conversation with this guy or that gal really made my day today. I just love it. I absolutely love that. And I hope that those individuals are getting back with you and telling you thank you and being blessed that you introduce them to men of abundance. Now, if you haven't had the opportunity to, to do that yet, then reach out to somebody right now, connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it, introduce them or share this episode of Men of Abundance so that others can get these conversations and take just a few minutes and go over to iTunes or whatever podcast player you're listening to this on if they if they have the option for you to leave a rating and review. I really get a kick out of reading some of the reviews. Some days when I'm wondering if anybody's listening, I'll go and read through some of the reviews again because I usually read through them right away. And it just really lifts me up. But more than that, it lifts men of abundance up in the search engines so that more people can find men of abundance when they're searching abundance or even men or I don't know who's searching for men of abundance, but maybe they're out there. Or if they're searching for any of the numerous topics that we talk about here in family, faith, finances, and fitness. And by leaving a rating and review, you are potentially connecting with somebody you don't even know. How powerful is that? And of course, I have to send some love out to our business owner listeners out there and potential business owners, whether you already have a business or you're considering starting a business, I have a podcast specifically for you. It is called Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery. You can find it on almost all of the podcast players out there. It's on iTunes, it's on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Go out there on your favorite podcast player and search Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery where I'm dropping some serious value bombs 
15, 20 minutes. I have one episode just a little bit over an hour, but that's just because of a specific topic that I wanted to share with you. Go search that one up. But most of the episodes are really about 15 or 20 minutes at most. And there's strategies that you can implement in your business that day to move the needle and set you apart from your competition. Coming up this Friday, I'm going to share a strategy with you that's going to help you collaborate with not necessarily your competition, but with people, other businesses that are serving your clients, but in a different way and help you greatly increase your revenue by developing a professional relationship with other companies, other businesses that serve your customers in a different way. It's an extremely powerful strategy that I personally use in my business and that I recommend to most of my clients. So rather you need more leads or you want to convert more of the leads you already have or you just need more revenue and profits in your business, go subscribe and listen to Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery. I'll see you over there. Now our feature guest today is Dr. Stephen Lewis. Stephen has a long history of helping people achieve their optimal health by utilizing extensive but low-cost lab work. He stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimal health. And he has a unique perspective on alternative and complementary nutrition from studying with numerous national leading alternative health experts. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Dr. Stephen Lewis. Dr. Stephen, how are you doing today? Welcome to Men of Abundance. I'm somewhere close to perfect. How about you? Absolutely wonderful. And just to clarify, is it Stephen or Stephen? Stephen. Okay, good. Just to clarify that because some people do pronounce differently. <laughs> right. Just to make sure on that regard. So I like to start out the conversation with an attitude of gratitude, man. Where, what do you have to be grateful for today? I just show them I'm grateful for everything. I, I'd say first and foremost is my wife. It, it's a wonderful thing to have somebody that's, uh, you know, 90% of your success. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm thankful every day for her. She's just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I, my sentiments are exactly the same on my end. Where are you at in the world? I'm in Longview, Texas, northeast corner of Texas. All right. I did some some time out there in Texas over the years. Uh, mostly San Antonio, El Paso for about four years, and then uh, Colleen, Texas for about three years. Well, my family was there for two years. I was in Iraq for a year of that. But um, of all the three, I would rather go back to San Antonio and El Paso. You can leave Colleen alone. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody beat me up, man. That's just my personal (laughs) opinion. (laughs) Yes. I haven't been that far out in Texas, though. What's it like out there? Uh, it's more like Louisiana. It's it's the Piney Woods and Rolling Hills. Mm. It's much different than Colleen or San Antonio. Certainly much different than El Paso. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind the border town. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, so right. you know I was kind of used to that environment and that that weather, um, the desert scenery. So I was I was pretty much used to that. So that didn't bother me at all. Uh, those high gusts of winds that come through every year though are pretty intense. Yeah, Phoenix is fun. I like that. Yeah, it's nice out there. In fact, we're planning a road trip here uh, this summer uh, to go out there from out here in Tampa. So it's going to be the family and we're going to have a good time doing that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. How would you describe yourself? I like to get right into this because here at Men of Abundance, we're going to get into your professional side. And I've already talked a little bit about you and your bio and whatnot. But here at Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you would, um, how would you describe yourself? 
I think very passionate. I try to take complicated problems and, and just boil it down to it's simple to do this and this and this. Uh, some people call me blunt, uh, but that's, you know, being respectful at the same time. But, you know, as you get older, you realize you don't have as much time and you want to make a bigger impact. And so healing people or leading people to better health mentally, spiritually, and physically kind of a passion. I get my kicks out of that. Boy, that's why you and I get along just fine because I am, my wife has told me over the years, part of the reason why I like the podcast over a blog and written word is because I'm super blunt, even in my speech, but in emails and text messages, I'm just, I get right to the point. And uh, as same with the regard of, you know, the older I get, I turned 50 this May and yeah, I just love guiding people to a better life, man. And that, that's part of the reason why this whole abundant journey got started. Well, I, I think it's the need behind the need that drives anything worthwhile. And that need is to help other people and, you know, make the world a better place to live. So I can totally relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. So what you do, I mean, you're primarily in the, you know, health and fitness industry, really the health in, in, in industry, optimal health, and utilizing extensive but low cost lab work, which I'm very interested in, because a lot of people being a arm, retired army medic, uh, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to really get that, that level of understanding of where their body is at chemical wise and blood wise and, and hormones and all that kind of stuff. So let's get a little bit into that. And um, we're going to lead that into, you know, you're kicking a gut moment as well, because sometimes that kind of is what got you there. But let's get a little bit into what you're doing specifically with that. Well, with the, uh, the with the low cost lab work. Yes. Um, well, you would call it natural medicine or functional nutrition. And although I, I very much respect our medical profession uh, very much so they bail me out a couple of times but uh we live in the sickest nation on the face of the earth according to the world health organization according to the commonwealth fund and there's many reasons for that but uh, drugs are very very important uh, as given by the medical profession but we are very sick nation and we're missing the nutrients and so i do so much lab work it you know, your average uh, doctor will do, you know, a couple of couple of different tests. And I do 12 to 17 very commonly. And Janet and I thought, well, if we can just give this away at our cost and we get real low cost because we have such a huge account, uh, that way more people can afford to do it. And because we look at it from a functional standpoint, uh, we can decide, well, that's maybe in the reference range, but it's not in optimal range. And people, I get people that cry a lot and they say, oh my God, I've been going for $10,000 in 10 years and nobody's ever listened to me and figured out that I had this, this, or this. And then we can do the pharmaceutical grade supplements, the really good supplements that actually work. And with time, you know, the physiology changes and people get better and better. That's another thing people don't realize most supplements are not really not that good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I was uh, in and out of that industry and or and or studied it quite a bit over the years. What do you feel is or what do you know based on your on your research and all the knowledge over the years is the reason behind the United States being the most unhealthy nation? You, you touched on it a little bit with the drugs and whatnot, but what else is going on there? 
<laughs> well, you're opening up a can of worms. We may have to go fishing. And uh, I know I am. That's why I'm asking the question. <laughs> I, I, I think to a large degree, we've lost our spiritual basis. And I think uh, Internet, although it can be a wonderful thing, uh, it creates fear and confusion and doubt. Uh, for example, Janet went to bed one night. Oh, well, she was she was hurting and I, I went to sleep. We were up in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and she got on Google, and the next day she said, I figured out my problem according to Dr. Google, and I said, what is it? And she says, I got prostate cancer. So um, you can get misled or get some uh, incomplete or deleted or distorted information. The other thing is we have been lulled into a sense of com consumerism. I was talking to a guy in Denmark one time, and we were in Denmark, and uh he said, you Americans uh, are so, he said, stupid. I said, well, I'd like to know how. And he says, well, we have an incredibly high tax rate, so we don't, we don't have the money to buy into the commercialism. He said, you, you Americans have so much stuff that you worry about getting more and more and then protecting what you have. And I said, you're absolutely right about that. So I think part of it's just spiritual, part of it's mental, uh, part of it's just thinking we need more and more and you know i'm at the age it's like yeah i've got a good life but i'm trying to simplify it and it, it really works better that way well that's an interesting concept because the idea of not having enough money to buy the stuff um i find personally i find holes in that only because i was you know very on the on the very low end of the income level uh, for most of my life. And, and I'm doing fine now and I'm the same way as you. I, I just want to simplify. Right. But I look at folks that are on the very low end of the income level, but they constantly collecting stuff as opposed to taking care of themselves, taking care of their health. They, they, they would rather have an escalate in the driveway than vegetables in the refrigerator is what I'm saying. You know, that that's very true. Um, and, and I treat people in, in all different aspects of the income level. It's usually the ones that have the least that do the most, that get on my supplements and do it more consistently. Uh, they're more concerned uh, about their health, knowing that an extra few years of feeling good uh, will actually be of more value than, you know, the, the short term, you know, feeling good, uh, getting things that aren't good for them. But you know, I have them in all different aspects, from millionaires to paupers, but uh, it, it's amazing. Once a person finds something they want to do and want to achieve better health, they don't give you excuses. They just say, well, I'll do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good point. And I've seen it on both ends of the spectrum as well. I think, like you said, it really does come down to your spirituality being, you know, spiritual in that, you know, you have to take care of yourself as opposed to having more stuff um, because the whole, and I'll ask you this later, you know, what does abundance mean to you? But this whole, whole abundance mindset for me is so far from material objects and money uh, that most people just don't understand. It's more about having abundance in, you know, my, my family, faith, finances, and fitness, the whole gamut, the whole thing coming together. So that does, that does make sense. And I'm sure that it sways back and forth quite a bit on the, um, on the income bracket. Well, 
I, I'm always saying different things, and, and Janet says I'm very blunt, and again, I never mean to be disrespectful, but she'll call them Stephenisms when I'll uh, make different little analogies, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll just flat out say, well, you can't complain about the health you don't have because of the work you didn't do, and they're like, whoa, whoa, what did you say to me? Uh, but then on the other hand, uh, there's a scripture, I think it's out of Romans, it says, I'm always a positive encourager, and I edify and build up and never tear down or destroy. So I'm always hitting people with some of that. And we, we said one of those, I said one thing on the pod, one of our podcasts the other day, and Janet says, was that Shakespeare? I said, no, that's out of the Bible. She said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, there was another scripture I quoted, and it's like, mm-hmm. She doesn't realize I, I might know the Bible a little bit better than she realizes. I'm certainly not good enough, but uh, it, it's you really are what you speak, what you think, and in mm-hmm. abundance, that's an abundance of good relationships and good people flowing through and good experiences that just show up so-called magically, but we speak those into existence. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And in regard to, again, being blunt, one of the things that my boys know and those that are close to me know that I care much less about your feelings than I do about your well-being. So (laughs) I will come straight out and tell you exactly how I feel. And if it hurts your feelings, so be it, as long as you take heed and it's going to make you better off in the long run. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I like to get into this kick in the gut moment, not because I just like to hear people's pain, uh, but I like to point out that everybody has a kick in the gut moment, if not several. Uh, But what's important is what happens after that kick in the gut moment, immediately after or years after. It's a learning experience and we generally learn from it. So if you would share with us a kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that. Uh, you know, this this kind of came up one time. I was doing a live radio show, and I was sort of blindsided, and I started crying. But I can do this now without crying. Uh, it's when I was 15, and my daddy died. But he died from something that now would have been a piece of cake to fix. You know, his ulcerative colitis and all the aftermath that comes with that. And then the doctor in the hospital says, well, I think we gave him too much cortisone. It caused heart attack. Whether that's true or not, I mean, we didn't blame the doctor. He was doing the best he could. But... And ulcerative colitis, you know, Crohn's and celiac and, you know, IBS, all of those are pretty easy to fix. But it left my mother with five kids and no skills and no money. And so at 15, just turning 16, I had to work, work, work like crazy uh, and go to school. And so it made me grow up and it made me become very passionate about finding cures that went beyond just taking a drug and you know, stopping a symptom, but not fixing the underlying problem. So that was my kick in the gut moment. And that was a long time ago. So it's motivated me to become very, very successful. Yeah. I mean, well, you picked up um, work ethics like really quick, right? Oh yeah. I would, uh, I'd go from, I was in high school and I'd go from two 30 to five and load feed at the feed store. I'd go to the cattle ranch on Saturday and sometimes Sunday, and I would bush hog and disc for the cattle rancher or, or clean out the feedlot. And then I would go after school, after getting off of work at five, I would drive 30 minutes and I would load grocery trucks that would deliver groceries and, and items to these little mom and pop stores. And I'd work from six in the afternoon till midnight, unless my mother needed more money. And then I'd work from six in the afternoon till six in the morning, come home, take a shower and go to school. And those were tough times, but those are the times you're the most proud of. And you mm-hmm. look back on it. It's like, 
that did shape my character. And I don't care what I want. I just say, I'll do whatever it takes. And that's why I tell my patients, you know, when you're ready to get well, you'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What is one of the biggest challenges that you have with those that you know can greatly improve their health uh, in, in various ways, but are just struggling in getting it done? That is my biggest challenge because sometimes I care more about them. Well, all the time mm-hmm. I care more about them than they do themselves. So that's why I try to help them uh, to understand their value, to, to let them know that their body doesn't belong to them. And, and, you know, you're very important to your family, to your friends, to your coworkers. And it really bothers me, all the patients I've seen that died in their 30s, 40s, and you know, I've had a lot of them die at 59, 60, 61, but they're the ones that got the blood work got the routine and didn't do it. And it's because they didn't love themselves enough to, to do that. And I try to help them love themselves enough. And I, I get emails and letters and phone calls every day uh, talking about how it's changed their life and how it's enhanced the family life and how it, it's helped so many other people. But you know, I worry about the ones that could have and didn't. Absolutely, man. It's so interesting how people will take action for the betterment of others that they love before they'll do it for themselves, you know? You know, that's, that's really true. One time, uh, and, and Jan is very nice to me. And um, she said, I put out your supplements for your thyroid and your adrenal glands and this and this and this. And she puts it in a little thing that says Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. She said, I put it out seven days a week. And she says, why don't you love yourself enough to do it more than the three days a week that you did it? And that was like a light bulb going on. She says, Stephen, you're important to a lot of people. She says, you need to do it for them. And boom, I Mm -hmm. I do it for them, but I wasn't doing it for myself. So Janet's helped me change uh, my mindset. And that has helped, you know, tremendously for me to be more consistent and and be a better leader and a better example of what I'm trying to teach. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a little bit about the struggles that some people have, but what are some good news stories that come out of the work that you do? I'm a sucker for good news stories. <laughs> well, there's there's a, many, many of them. Um, there are uh, more and more infertility going on in the world because of our toxins that I talk about on our podcast. And mm-hmm. we have little young women that have had babies that were told they could never have a baby. And, um, one of them, she just came in and says, can you cure my acne before I get married? And she gave us, you know, plenty of time to do that. And I said, sure. And you found out, she says, oh, I've got several doctors that I can never get pregnant. I said, well, you know, if a sick body produced that, perhaps a healthy body could uh, make you well again. Well, she's got two beautiful little kids up in Little Rock, Arkansas, just because she took the nutrients long enough to allow the body to make those physiological changes and uh, I had a lady in uh, Houston that called me and she was 38 and she says Dr. Lewis I'm pregnant I said hey great congratulations she says no you don't understand I said no I guess I don't because was that not our goal for you to get healthy enough to be pregnant she said yeah but I didn't think you'd pull it off of course now she's got a beautiful little baby boy and things are fine so there's all kinds of miracles so not anyone has named them after me though yet but that may happen <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful thing um as i've as i've said before being in the medical field as long as i was you know 
I've heard time and time again, a doctor tell a patient something that they were unwilling to hear. Right. You're not going to walk again. You're not going to be pregnant. And then, you know, just these miracles happen, but they didn't happen by chance. One, they happened by the grace of God, divine intervention, but also it happened because they started taking care of themselves and they used their their abundant mindset to not have a scarcity mindset to, you know, to do whatever they felt it, that needed to be done, get healthier, um, move around more, get more active, and so on and so forth. And these miracles happen that doctors just swore would never happen. And I absolutely love those stories because I've, I've got a million of them. I mean, either those I've witnessed myself or those that I've read about, like the one that you just shared, which is amazing. Yeah, it, it it's really, you know, that's what drives Janet and me. And there was a saying that I read one time. It said to have a curable illness and to leave it untreated except for prayer is like sticking your hand in a fire and asking God to remove the flame. Now, God can create all sorts of miracles. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he moves until we've done our part. And part of that mm-hmm. is action. And part of that is faith. And I tell people, they'll ask questions after my consultation. I said, well, you're going to get results exactly equivalent to your faith. Yeah, agreed. I totally agree with that 100%. So we're at the part of the conversation where we are going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Sure. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. I would say feed your mind, feed your spirit, and feed your body. I'm into the feed your body, but you have to accompany that with mind. And so for Janet and me, you know, that's that's we read the Bible. We read people that write about it in good interpretation. We watch shows, and, and some of it is spiritual, and some of it's just positive rah-rah sessions. And then we are very consistent about feeding our body the nutrition that it needs that we cannot get out of our food. And so, these, you know, you're talking about the supplements, and I was looking at your your website, um, greenwisdomhealth.com, which is also, by the, by the way, uh, the name of your podcast, the Green Wisdom Health Podcast. Um, what spurred all of that? Where did that all come from? How did this come about? Well, you know, I, I started practicing uh, chiropractic in 1982 in Longview, and I was very successful. Uh, and I don't know that I'm smarter or better than anybody else, but you show up, you smile, you do a good job, you really genuinely care for the patient. And I always got into the nutrition a little heavier than most chiropractors, and chiropractors are very well versed in the nutritional aspect of life. And it just kind of grew and grew and grew, and we went. More into the functional medicine, uh, doing the lab work to take the guesswork out of nutrition. And then Janet, Janet's really the smart one here. She got us on some podcasts. We were on radio shows and the nutritional side of it just grew so much. I had to give up the chiropractic side of it. Mm. Wonderful. So what rituals make the biggest impact in your life? Well, here I go back to being simple. I just, and I told my kids this, show up and smile, Mm -hmm. show up and speak good. You're going to get more. If you, if you're thankful for some things, what you have to be thankful for will increase like crazy. Yeah. It's it's a simple ritual. I love it. Absolutely love it. (laughs) It's making me smile just thinking about it. (laughs) What, What would you recommend the men of abundance read or listen to and why? Other than your podcast, of course. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. 
Well, uh, Janet and I always start with uh, something spiritual, and you know that that's different. People that uh, you know, some you may like, and some you may not like. Uh, I go into a lot of the books that are not necessarily spiritual, but help you retrain your mind and kind of erase some of the bad tape loops. You know, like some of the neuro-linguistic programming uh, is very good. EFT, emotional freedom technique. Uh, I, I took courses in Silva Mind Control. And it's more about focusing your thoughts on the good, the great, the grand, and your expectations and your faith and your hope. Once you learn to focus your thoughts rather than letting your thoughts lead you, you can accomplish anything. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I, I completely subscribe to NLP, which I've got some training in that as well, and and just the whole mindset. Completely agree with that. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? I, I, I think the fear of the pain of change. And I just mm-hmm. tell them when the, the pain of change is less than the pain of staying where you are, then you can be motivated. I, I, I don't know what holds people back because I don't understand because people would say, do this or else. Well, I'm going to get a piece of the or, or else because I think God's going to take care of me. And if I have a clean uh, attitude and a clean heart, then it'll all be real well. I, I think we get hooked on thinking that if we do this, we're safe, or if we don't do this, we're safe. But, you know, I, I step outside the circle every day. I love to step outside and live outside the circle, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I, I guess fear And we have this thing on the wall says, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but one of power and love and a sound mind. You know, I, I read that every day when I walk by it. Yeah. Yeah. So stepping outside the circle in my mind is something like, uh, getting on, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. That makes sense. Uh, You know, I, I just, I just don't understand why someone would choose mediocrity and, you know, get out and sing your song, get out and make somebody else happy. And, you know, when you get on an elevator, it's a, it's unwritten rule. You have to be quiet, not speak to everybody Mm -hmm. eyes down. Hey, when you get on the elevator with me, it's going to be different. Most (laughs) of you will be smiling and laughing by the time you get off. That's one reason why my wife can't stand getting on an elevator with me. (laughs) (laughs) She, she, I think I embarrass her a little bit, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, well, you were you were one of her choices, so you know. Well, there you go. <laughs> she, yeah, she joined me for a reason 26 years ago. Awesome. So what does being a man of abundance mean to you? I think it's uh, having enough good relationships and having enough resources, not just money. You know, I tell people, don't get hooked up on the money thing. Uh, having enough positive energy and having uh, the willpower to help other people. Uh, so, you know, it's it's all about blessing other people because if you do enough of that, all kinds of blessings are multiplied and they come back to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we are going to have greenwisdomhealth.com and the podcast. Guys, you can find the podcast, the Green Wisdom Health podcast on whatever podcast player that you listen to. We're going to have all that linked up in the show notes. But Dr. Stephen, what do we not talk about today that you want to ensure abundant leaders get out of our conversation? Well, I, 
I don't know specifically. It's it's like I would just like to tell people that are listening that if you've lost your hope and you, and you have all that stress, whether it's self-imposed or not, there are people that can help you. I think reach out. I think realize that we all need help from other people. Don't try to do it alone. That's why I made the reference to Google. Yeah, we get lulled into a false sense of security that thinks knowledge is where it's at and what's going to create something different. It's not knowledge that does that. It's it's faith and action. So reach out to somebody that uh, can be objective and lead you into a life worth living. Yeah, listen, guys, I literally just I was watching another Tony Robbins video. I'm a huge follower of Tony Robbins right. and others like him. And, you know, you got to understand this is a man who's a billionaire and owns 30 some odd uh, businesses and whatnot. He's got coaches in his life. Yes. He hires, he pays for coaches. He's got mentors in his life and he's had them from the beginning. T pick any high performer that you know, and I'll bet you they have coaches and they've had coaches from the beginning. Yet those that want to do better in their life and have more in their life and more relationships, better you know, connections and, you know, just living this amazing life of abundance on your way to having more. Many of them struggle with the idea of having a mentor and a coach in their life. Well, I mean, figure it out, guys. It's you need somebody like Dr. Steven on your side uh, who's got the knowledge and can guide you to where you want to go. The problem is, in my mind, and I'd like your feedback on this as well, Dr. Steven, is uh, many guys feel we've got to do it ourselves. If it's going to be done right or done at all, it's going to be done by me. And how's that been working out for you? <laughs> yeah, we have a false sense of being in control. And the easiest way to have control is to give up control. And I know that's kind of paradoxical. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell people, you know, nothing real can be threatened. Nothing real exists. Therein lies the peace of God. So mm -hmm. give up control to gain control. If you can get past that point, you know, you use those uh, emotions of power, love and warmth, appreciation and gratitude, curiosity, excitement, determination, flexibility, confidence, cheerfulness, vitality, and, and contribution contribute to life. But you have to have the healthy body to feel good enough to do that. So, yeah, I have coaches. I have a lot of coaches. I go to a lot of seminars. I read a lot of books. I pay a lot of money to have people that are more knowledgeable than me in some areas. So yeah, all the successful people, and that's a good point you brought up. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good, very good point that you brought up as well there. I mean, one of my first coaches was Jim Rohn. He went everywhere with me. He was in the backseat of my car and the speakers. <laughs> I never met the guy myself. In fact, he was Tony Robbins is one of his mentors who he did have an opportunity to meet personally. But, you know, there's guys out there that you can read their books, you know, listen to their audios, YouTube, like you said, if information was the key, we would all be healthy and billionaires because there's more information out there that we can shake a stick at. Yes. The problem is applying that information, having faith in yourself that you can apply that information and taking massive action. Exactly what you said. And I 100% back that up. Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning Tony Robbins because there was a Many, many years ago, there was a chiropractor in Shreveport that was doing an incredible amount of business. And I was way more than uh, more successful than normal or average. But this guy was just knocking, you know, he's right up there at the top. And I went to talk to him and he was gracious enough to give me a few minutes of his busy day. And he said, read Unlimited Power by Tony mm -hmm. Robbins. 
I went with another chiropractor. Well, I read the book. The other chiropractor didn't. And our, our practices showed the difference very shortly after that. So Tony Robbins is a good one. Yeah, absolutely. I got most of his uh, stuff. I absolutely love it. I went to one of his events back in November and (laughs) completely life-changing, really validated everything that I'm doing, which I absolutely loved as well. So brother, we are going to close this up. We are definitely going to have greenwisdomhealth.com linked up in the show notes. How else can our abundant leaders get a hold of you if they want to? Well, if they like the telephone, if they're a dinosaur like me, uh, you know, 903-663-1008. Or you can just email uh, Janet at Green Wisdom Health or Doc at Green Wisdom Health. Both of us get them. And we share the same email, but some people like to say Doc just because, you know, they think it's coming directly to me. But if you address it to Janet, I'm going to get it too. But so just call us or email us. Excellent. We'll have that linked up in the show notes as well. Greatly appreciate your wisdom and I appreciate your time and go out, live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward. You are making a huge difference. Thank you very much. You too. All right, guys. So your action steps today are to take inventory of your personal health. And that starts by getting some preliminary lab work done. Something as simple as lab work can detect so many potential issues that can be prevented down the road. And then, of course, make sure you get those very uncomfortable age-specific exams out of the way. They can detect issues that can easily be prevented if caught early enough. If you truly love yourself and you love your family, then you will go get these things done so that you can go on to live an amazing life. Now, go out and live your life of abundance. And guys, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance. Abundance.